Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh so much for the many things you've blessed us with this day. Now the awesome opportunity once again to get back into your word. Help us now as we do that, as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Be of good cheer. The Lord wants us to be cheerful. He wants us to be happy. Even when we go through some hard times, we can still be happy and cheerful because we know what we have to look forward to for eternity. And we don't have to worry about the substance of this world. Sometimes the world would have you so focused on acquiring materialism that you forget about acquiring a relationship with the Lord. In Matthew chapter 6, the Lord teaches us about this. So we pick it up in verse 24. There's no man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon being materialism. You've got to make a decision. What is your life's goal? To build up treasures here or to build up treasures in heaven? It should be to build up treasures in heaven. Things that are eternal rather than things that are temporal or temporary. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his statue? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. He knows what we need. He supplies us our needs. We need to yield to Him, submit to Him, focus on Him, not on all the other wants and desires of the world. As He tells us in verse 33 here, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. When we got our priorities right, when we got our goals right, when we got our desires right, the Lord's going to bless us with the things we need. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. We've got enough to worry about each and every day to be concerned about. So don't be so concerned about Tomorrow that you forget to live today and live it in a God-glorifying way. And over in chapter 13, he teaches us through a parable of the seeds and the sower. But in verse 22, He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becometh unfruitful. See, if you get your eyes off the wrong thing, 
you become unfruitful spiritually. You no longer bear the fruits of the indwelling spirit of the Holy Ghost because you're so miserable because you have your focus on materialism rather than on spiritualism. So when we get our eyes on Jesus Christ and he knows what we need, he already told us he knows what we need. He'll help us with those things. We need to appreciate everything that he gives us, use it properly to bring honor and glory to him. Always use it in a way that shows your thankfulness for what he has blessed you with. You see way too much wastefulness. You see way too much neglect. You see way too much abuse of the blessings the Lord has given you. But take care of what he's given you because it comes from him. Because we can't even take a single breath without it being a gift from God. Know that. Understand that. And know that He pours upon us far more blessings than we deserve. And it is by grace. And the most treasured gift that He has given us is salvation. And the indwelling Spirit of the Holy Ghost. In John chapter 14, in verse 15, If ye love Me, keep My commandments. The words of Jesus Christ. Keep His commandments. And the commandments that He really focused on, really emphasized, was to love God with all your existence and to love others as yourself. When you got those two, all the rest of it fall right into place. So if we truly do that, sincerely do that, it says, if you love Me, keep My commandments. And... I will pray the Father, and He shall give you another Comforter, that He may abide with you forever. Forever. Not just sometimes, like the Old Testament. The people of the Old Testament, the Holy Ghost would come upon them for a season, or for a short time, or for a particular task, a mission. And then when it's accomplished, then the Holy Ghost would back off. But now, because of the finished work of Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost comes into us and stays there, indwells us. We become the temple of God. We should act like it and enjoy the blessings that come along with that. Along with that is the comfort and peace of knowing you don't have to be overly concerned about the things of the world. I will pray the Father and He shall give you another comforter that He may abide with you forever even the Spirit of truth. And that's awesome there. The Spirit of truth. So that we can know what is right, what is wrong, what is true, what is false. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. In you. With us. Constantly. Listen to him. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more, but ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. At that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. He that hath my commandments, and and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and will manifest myself to him. Reveal himself to us. Judas saith unto him, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words. Keep his words. 
The words that we have recorded and preserved for us to follow, to abide by, to listen up to, is what he's speaking of here. His words and also the words that are given to us directly by the Holy Ghost, the guidance that he gives us. And my Father will love him and will, and we will come unto him. Notice, we, and make our abode with him, living with us, in us, continuously. He that loveth me not, keepeth not my sayings. It's clear, you can see this in the world. Those that do not love the Lord clearly do not keep his sayings. And the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. This is an awesome verse here, which gives us the confidence in the words that were recorded by the apostles and that we have preserved for us to study. The Lord has preserved this for us for a a study. We merely need to access it, study it, apply it, and be thankful for it. Thankful that we still have the freedom in this country to be able to gather together as a family of God and to study His Word, have access to it. There's been times in history where you could not get access to the written Word. They had to depend only upon the Holy Ghost, which is more than enough, of course, but it's awesome that on top of that, he has allowed us to have a preserved word to be able to study. Appreciate that. Study it. And in verse 27, peace I leave with you. And that's awesome when you truly have peace. Then you can be of good cheer when you're at peace. Even in the midst of the most horrible persecution, you can still be at peace. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Fearlessness, that's something that is way too rare. But we that are sure of our salvation, that are linked in, that are communicating properly with the Holy Ghost, have a sense of fearlessness that the world cannot even comprehend or Appreciate because they don't understand it. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. When you hear all the doom and the gloom and the chaos and the destruction and the horrible things that are going on around in the world, we don't have to worry about that. We know where we're going to be for eternity. When they fill you with all kinds of scary stuff, trying to manipulate you, control you, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't be afraid. Trust in the Lord completely. Listen up to the Holy Ghost. Be of good cheer. In Matthew 28, He tells us clearly that He will never, ever leave us. As He says over in Matthew chapter 28, picking up in verse 18, words that He said to the apostles shortly before His ascension that also applied to us the great commission to go out and share what He's given us and assurance that He's always going to be with us. As He says, Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto Me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, 
teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Even unto the end of the world. That's awesome that he is right there with us, will be with us always, continuously, never to depart from us, and gives us that assurance of our salvation when we really listen up to the Holy Ghost and when we study his word over and over, we can see that like we were studying earlier in Romans chapter 8, how nothing can separate us from the love of Jesus Christ. When we really appreciate that, understand that, you can have that cheerfulness. Over in Hebrews chapter 13, he assures us once again about he'll never leave us. In verse 5, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. Don't be so overly concerned about acquiring other things when he gives us what we need. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. He's never going to leave us. Even when we, as I was speaking of earlier, become a disobedient child, He is still our daddy, our papa. He's not going to leave us. He might give us a whooping, a little slap upside the head, sure. We've all suffered that. But He's still there. He does that because He cares for us. The chastisement of the Lord shows that He loves and cares for us, wants us to keep us on a straight and narrow so that we can get more and more blessings. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. When we have that fearlessness, when they try to come in and scare you with all kinds of stuff, scare you with the pandemic, scare you with nuclear war, scare you with the earth is going to freeze like i said back in the 70s oh there's a big freeze coming the earth is not going to make it another seven to twelve years it's going to be all gone all frozen into a big ice cube well that was stupid that was wrong that they blew it on that one and then it was oh the ozone layer is gone and we're all going to get fried with the the rays of the sun the ozone layer and you've got to change the kind of freon you use in your air conditioner because we're all going to die well, that was stupid. That was wrong. Then they changed that. And oh, global warming, we're all going to fry. And then, of course, that was wrong too. And then now they just roll it all together. Climate change. That way, if it goes up, goes down, then they can still try to scare you. And they're scaring a lot of people. Scare tactics by the devil to keep you fearful, to keep you cowering in fear, to keep you distracted while they rip you off. But we don't have to worry. We can be fearless. Because the Lord's taking care of us. The Lord's taking care of us and taking care of this planet as He sees fit. He's not going to let mankind destroy this planet because He is going to destroy this planet at the proper time. Therefore, we can be relaxed. We can be of good cheer. We don't have to worry about the planet. We don't have to worry about the animals. We don't have to worry about ourselves when we truly trust in Jesus Christ and listen to His guidance and then do what He wants us to do is to be filled with His love and to share that love with others. Appreciate what He has given us. Take care of what He has given us, including our bodies and this planet. We have a responsibility to keep things in order because He made us dominion, uh, our dominion over the animals and over the planet. Therefore, we do have a responsibility to take care of things. But don't think it is your responsibility to preserve this world or not. That's in the hands of the Lord. Therefore, we can be at peace 
and not worry about what mankind has come up with to try to scare you next. Those that are behind that are in it for their own selfish desires, their own greed. And it is of Satan to try to put people into a position to worship the planet or worship the animals. No, we worship Jesus Christ. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. The Lord can give us the kind of help, give us the kind of wisdom to do what He wants us to do with ourselves and with everything He's blessed us with, including this planet. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. We don't have to be afraid of man. We've got the Lord. He's way more powerful than mankind, that's for sure. We'll go back over to Matthew in chapter 8. We see some assuring words here in Matthew chapter 8 and verse 23. reads, And when he was entered into the ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. What was going on? They were seeing the things that was going on around them. They were being disturbed because they were on a ship out in the water and it was getting a storm and it was really getting dangerous. But they had their eyes on those dangers. Verse 26, And he saith unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? Showing his power, his authority over his creation. He spoke it all into existence. He controls its existence. And he will take it out of existence at the appropriate time. Therefore, we don't have to be concerned about that. In Psalm 128, Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord. Not mankind, you need to fear the Lord. That's the twofold fear. Fear in reverence and fear in accountability. We're going to be held accountable. We don't have to be afraid of anything else but the Lord. Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in His ways. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. Happy shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. You're going to be happy when you truly, fully submit to the Lord, to His will in your life, do what He wants you to do, bring honor and glory to Him, be thankful for everything He's given you. Sometimes it's kind of hard, yes, you get the aches and the pains and the woes and the concerns and the dangers and you get distracted. You get like those guys on the ship. You get your eyes on all that storm that's out there and you forget to thank the Lord and forget to know that the Lord is right there with you. The Lord was right there with them. They didn't have anything to worry about. They could have just enjoyed the wild ride. But no, they got scared. We don't have to be scared. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 20. He that handleth a matter wisely shall find good. We've got to be wise. The wisdom that the Lord gives us, not the wisdom of the world, the wisdom of the Lord. How we react to everything that we go into needs to be by the will of the Lord, by the wisdom of the Lord, by the guidance of the Lord, by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, then we are handling matters good. 
He that handleth a matter wisely shall find good, and whoso trusteth in the Lord, happy is he. So that's the key. Trust in the Lord. Not in yourself, definitely not in anyone else or in the government, but in the Lord. When you trust in the Lord, then you're going to be happy. Because you know, He's the one that owns everything. It's all by His power, His might that everything is in existence, and He controls all of it. A place where we go quite often in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 through 9. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. I mean, even through the hard times, even through the storms, even when the things look like it's going to be ended in, in a, very shortly, don't worry about it. We've got to realize as Christians, the destruction of this planet is in the hands of the Lord, and, and that's something to look forward to, because then we're going to be moving into the new earth. So much ahead of us. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. When we share that with others, when we're going through the hard times and we've got a smile on our face, when we're rejoicing and when we're happy, the world's going to look at us like, you're crazy, what are you doing? Well, look at what's going on in the world, and you're happy? Well, you know what you're looking forward to for eternity. You don't have to worry about the stuff right now. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. He's the one that's in charge of everything. Be careful for nothing. I mean, don't be overly concerned about it. Don't worry, in other words. Don't worry. Be happy. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. We just come through this Thanksgiving holiday, and that's something we need to be thankful for, is that this country has set aside a special day to give thanks to the Lord. But we should be thankful continuously, always, and always in that constant communication. Let the Lord know what you have desire for. Let, your Lord, let the Lord know what you need, even though He tells us He already knows what we need. But in our asking Him shows that we have faith that He can give it to us. So ask Him for it. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. When you have that peace, you will be happy. You will be cheerful. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue... If there be any praise, think on these things. What are you thinking about all day long? Are you thinking about the horrors of this world? Are you thinking about your cares, your woes, your problems, your pain, your suffering? Or are you thinking about the things he just listed? We need to keep our mind on the right things. Think about the Lord. Think about the blessings. Think about the wonderful things you've already experienced and the wonderful things you're going to experience and the wonderful things you are experiencing. Because there are some good things that are going on, even if you're suffering, there's still something to be thankful for. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. This was a letter of Paul to the church at Philippi. He had been through some horrible things by the time he wrote this. They tried to kill him multiple times, did a lot of suffering, but he was still cheerful through all of it. We need to do the same thing. Be cheerful. In 1 Peter chapter 3, 
Verse 8, finally, be ye all of one mind, having compassion one of another, love as brethren. Be pitiful, be courteous, not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but contrariwise blessing, knowing that ye are thereunto called that ye should inherit a blessing. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. That's something we all got to be very careful with. What we are saying and what we are doing with others in our relationships with others. How well are we treating others out there? Let him eschew evil. That means flee from it, go away from it. And do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. In other words, he's always watching. He's seeing everything that's going on. He knows your very thoughts that are within you. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. He's always listening. He's hearing those prayers. Sometimes you think, well, the Lord didn't hear my prayer because he didn't answer it. Which means you didn't get what you asked for. He still gave you an answer. The answer sometimes is no. You ain't going to get it. Why? Because he knows more than we know. Sometimes things we ask for are not good for us. Therefore, be pleasant, be at cheer, be at comfort, be at joy, be at peace. Knowing that the Holy Ghost, like we read about earlier in Romans chapter 8, is right there within us praying. Even we don't know what we're supposed to be praying for. The Holy Ghost is in there doing it right for us so we can be at peace and be happy. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and His ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. And who is He that will harm you if ye be followers of that which is good? But and if ye suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are ye. Be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. We know there's going to be persecutions. It's on the increase, especially in this country. A lot of persecutions for the Christians. It's going to be increasing all the way up to the last days. But we can rejoice in that and be happy in the midst of that. That's what he's telling us. But, and if ye suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are ye. And be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. That means a special place set aside in your heart for God. And be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. When they see that you are fearless, when they see that you are happy, when they see that you are at peace, you need to be ready to tell them why. And to do it with meekness and fear. And meekness is that power under control. Because you can have such an influence on someone else when they're coming to you and asking you those questions. It's a very important time there. It means power under control. And fear means fear of accountability. You're going to be held accountable for everything that you say, everything that you affect somebody else with. Having a good conscience that whereas they speak evil of you as of evildoers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ. There's going to be those naysayers out there. There's going to be those liars that come up against you. There's going to be those out there that are going to hate you because you're doing it right and they're not. They're going to turn against you. They're going to hate you. They're going to threaten you. I know firsthand, even your family members can rise up and threaten to kill you. John 16, verse 33, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. That peace that passeth all understanding. 
In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Words of the Lord directly. Be of good cheer. Be happy. Be of good cheer. Why? It says, I have overcome the world. He's already conquered it all. He's got the end game all figured out. We know exactly what we got to look forward to, and that is an eternity with the Lord in paradise. Let's be cheerful, because that's what He wants us to do. Be of good cheer. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank You oh so much for the many, many things You give us by grace. And that is that joyfulness, that cheerfulness that can come upon us is truly by grace. And help us to really cherish that and to focus on that and then show that out into the world so when they look at us, they can see You and they can be drawn in by Your love and Your light so we can help see, show them the pathway to You. Thank you all oh, so much for all of it as you pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Thank you all.